Vegetarian Zen, episode number 34. Vicky, I have something for you. What is it? Here. You got me broccoli? It's a broccoli bouquet. Will you be my veggie valentine? Aww. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, veg zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. This is Larissa. And this is episode number 34, where we're going to be talking about natural remedies for gastroesophageal, if I said it right, reflux disease, which is something that I am personally dealing with right now. Um, At least that's what I think it is. That's what I'm treating. Um, Right. And that's that's basically that's acid reflux. Acid reflux. Right. right. And I am not one for medicines unless absolutely necessary. So the first thing I am doing is exploring some natural remedies and I should uh, say that I have two doctors involved in this. So again, <laughs> what we always say is make sure you've got your doctors involved. This is not something that you want to take lightly because over time it can um, really cause a major problem. So I'm right. letting my doctors know what I'm doing and I'm going to share with you some of the natural remedies that I've been exploring. Great. But first, let's talk about a few updates and we're continuing our month of veggieversary. And I don't want to forget this either, but I want to wish my partner, Larissa, a happy anniversary, because this is also our month for our anniversary. And we will have been together now for 12 12 years. years. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. (laughs) Okay, so let's go ahead and um, talk about a few updates. Okay, that like made me almost cry. (laughs) Because I didn't know she was going to say that. It's not in the notes. It's not in the show notes. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. So anyway, with our veggieversary that we've got going on this month, of course, we're still running our our, uh, giveaways. And if you haven't entered yet, you've still got time. Uh, We'll be doing our our drawings and we've got some good DVDs to give away. Um, One thing we forgot to mention in last week's podcast is the produce bags. Oh, that's right. We're giving away yeah. a couple sets of the uh, green. Uh, and we the- use these bags as mm-hmm. well. Right. We do use these bags. Okay. And then uh, the juicer. Right. And by this time, when this, this goes live, we will have already drawn for the DVD, which mm-hmm. is the first gift the first we're giving one. away. Right. And we're talking a little bit. We're going to definitely announce that on Facebook and, of mm-hmm. course, notify the winner by email. And But we want to. Uh, we also want to try to maybe chime in and, during the week with just an update, um, updated short little. Right. About how, how it's going. Yeah, and, how it's right. going. Check but, it. But uh, yeah, so yeah. if you missed if you missed last week's podcast, um, you can do your entries to this contest uh, or the giveaway on Facebook. Um, sign up for our newsletter. You'll get the entry form that way. Twitter. Uh, look on our website. I, th- I'm, I, think I'm, I think I'm going to put one on there as well. So. Okay. All right. So let's talk about some upcoming events. What do we got going on this week? Right. Well, it looks like Monday is clean out your computer day. Oh, yeah. That's oh, something dear. I've been dreading. I've got that little notification on my, on mine. You've seen mine. It's almost full. You've had to clear some of mine. Before. I've had to clear some of yours before. Yeah. Now, see, I have that problem with my phone and my iPad. Yeah. I only have that I'm with running my computer. out of space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so cl- uh, clutter. Clutter is very distracting. Old files, mm-hmm. um, pictures you don't need. Um, you know, we've got 5 billion pictures of cats and dogs. So. I know, I <laughs> but know. we can't get rid of those. <laughs> we just have to clear more space for them. Yeah. 
All right, this week is also Get Out Your Guitar Day. Oh. And I've got three of them right here in this room with us. And I've been playing my guitar a lot lately. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. noticed that, yeah. but especially my classical. It's very meditative for me, so I've been playing that. Um, and then Wednesday is, and I know you'd love this, Darwin Day. Go Darwin. Yeah, she's a geek like that. Yeah. And then, of course, Friday. Well, I have a degree in anthropology, so. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, of course, Friday is Valentine's Day. And don't forget Yay. to check out our Pinterest board. We I created a Pinterest board probably about a week ago, by the time this goes out, a couple of weeks ago, that has some really good ideas for vegan, vegetarian, Valentine's Day meals and treats. And then also we've got some of Larissa's jewelry on there. She has some jewelry that was... Uh, that is specific to well, not really specific. You can buy right. it anytime, but yeah. um, it's got Valentine's Day hearts themes like and hearts and pink, pink and, red. and red and purple yeah. and yeah. some black in there too, just for yeah. fun. Okay, so are we ready to dive into our main topic for today? Then yeah, I think so. Okay, so about for the last couple of months, I've been dealing with some spasms that have been occurring in my. At first, I thought it was my chest region. But after working with my doctor, kind of narrowed it down more to around my diaphragm and and stomach area. Um, And so she wanted to do some tests for, well, she sent me to a gastroenterologist. Gastroenterologist. A gastro, okay. Gastroenterologist. Okay, whatever. A stomach doctor. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he did an endoscopy. So I had an endoscopy done recently and i don't know if you've ever had this process this uh procedure done but it's not not real fun i I think um it varies as to whether you have to go all the way under or not i had to go all the way under for this one and they stick essentially what they do is they stick a long tube down into your um through your into your throat and into your stomach area Mm -hmm. and they take pictures and in my case they did a biopsy just to check out make sure everything was okay there well i think what they were looking for among other things with that was a hiatal hernia yeah because that's when i had been looking into what it might be what could be causing this i was looking up stomach spasms Mm um i wasn't really feeling i was feeling a little bit of nausea but not that much so I wasn't, I didn't even think acid reflux at first. I was thinking more hiatal hernia. I'd been doing a lot of running, a lot of uh, push-ups, a lot of things that might've caused strain on that. So I was more leaning toward hiatal hernia myself. But again, my doctor, working with my doctor, wanted to make sure that there wasn't anything Mm -hmm. more serious going on because hiatal hernias or hernias can really cause some major damage and they can even like, um, what do you call it? strangulation? Right, right. Cause, like, yeah, part of your stomach kind of gets folds on up itself. Yeah. yeah. So wanted to make sure they they didn't want to wait to do that. Um, so first, let's talk about uh, GERD or acid reflux. Okay. So so they said they found no hernia. Yeah, that's right. They found no hernia. Right. That's good. But, but they he did said there was some, some irritation. Some irritation. And so he's treating it for these next two weeks until I go back for a follow up for the, for more test results uh, to treat it like acid reflux. Mm-hmm. Now he gave me some medicine. But I am very hesitant to take the medicine. I took it the first day and it made me a little nauseated. It's basically the prescription form of Prilosec. Right. Is what he gave you. Yeah. And so I am going to explore some more natural. And first of all, I'm going to be really fair about this. I eat a lot of spicy food. I've eaten, even though I've cleaned up my diet over the last couple of years, um, I still love spicy food. I eat jalapenos like pickles. Mm-hmm. And um, like and people every, eat pickles, I eat jalapenos. And every meal has Tabasco on yeah, it. Yeah, Tabasco or every meal has um, something spicy on it. Right. And Red I, peppers. It's funny, I like to joke that, that uh, 
I don't know how you taste anything because your taste buds were seared off long ago. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just love it. I've always loved spicy food since I was a kid. So this is why I said I really had to say, okay, I I know, you know, before I really go the pill route, and I'm not against medications altogether, but it is, to me, my last resort. I'm not going to take medicine unless I really, I don't, in other words, I couldn't feel good about continuing to eat spicy food and taking medicine to just kind of help that go away. I'd rather cut back on spicy food. Um, The other thing is, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what what triggers it. But really, in fairness, like I said, I thought, I'm going to try to clean up my diet before I resort to the pill. So let's talk about what GERD or acid reflux is. So at the entrance of your stomach, there's a valve. And this is how he explained it to me. And it's a it's a ring of muscle called the lower esophageal sphincter. Ooh, yeah, sphincter. I said that right. Yeah. Okay. It's or L E S. And normally when you um normally when you eat, this uh L E S closes as soon as the food passes through it so that it doesn't go back up. The right. food doesn't go back up. Well, over depending you know, diet, certain there's a lot of factors we're gonna talk about here that can cause that to malfunction essentially. And the acid will back up back into your esophagus, causing heartburn. It happens to most people occasionally, but if it's happening on a regular basis, that's where they start to call it acid reflux disease or GERD. And that's actually what I have. I've had this. I started having problems with heartburn when I was, oh my gosh, I was 15, 14 or 15. And I've been on medication. I've been on Nexium for, oh, I don't know, maybe 12 years now, you know, and that's something that I take one pill a day. And if I don't take it, I take it in the morning. And if I forget to take it, then by usually by seven, eight o'clock at night, I'm in some burning pain. Yeah. And I mean, that's just something that I've been on, you know, for 12 years, Mm -hmm. you know. So let's talk about some things that can cause uh, reflux disease. Okay. Well, lying down after large meals is one thing because you're you're not help, having gravity help you out by keeping the food down, right? You're letting the food kind of float around in there and right. can come back up. Snacking close to bedtime, which is something I've gotten a lot better about. Mm-hmm. I, we were eating, even though you eat healthy, I mean, it's still food in your stomach when you go to bed. And right. you don't want that. And um, that's the, that the snacking close to bedtime, that's the same reason of, for not eating, not lying down after meals. Mm-hmm. Is because it's right because you're lying down at the top of your stomach. Yeah, and not to mention it's it also your body isn't truly resting. It's trying to digest that food. Oh, so that's when a good you're point. yeah, so when you're asleep, you want your body to be resting as opposed to trying to digest this meal that's or really even, if it's snack, even if it's a snack. And then certain foods like spicy foods, coffee, mm-hmm. citrus, tomato, chocolate, mint, garlic, onions, fatty foods, alcohol, tea tomato sauces, fried and fatty foods. And I will say, oh, I already said fried foods, didn't I? Uh, every, I will say that everything on there was stuff that I was eating, except maybe the fried foods. I'm not really that big into fried foods. And since right. we've been eating better, I mean, we haven't had a whole lot of those. But everything else, and I remember I told you too about the tomato sauce. Mm-hmm. I noticed that when we had spaghetti a few nights, mm-hmm. that it was really bothering me. So or even um, pizza sometimes. And pizza, yeah. Right. Now, um, something that I'm noticing about this list is that it's all acid. I mean, look, coffee is very acidic. And of course, citrus, tomato is very acidic. What else was on that list? Oh, and then the fatty foods, Mm -hmm. especially if it's meat, I'm assuming. And this is something that we talked about in the last podcast Mm -hmm. is how animal proteins have a lot of fat 
and that produces, um, especially dairy, produces a lot of the the um, acid, high, raises the acid levels in your system. Right. So that's that's a really good tie-in. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, and this is something that was another one of those things where you've heard before that it's actually good for you, but it's really, it, and it still is, but just in certain, not in this case, is peppermint. Mm. So I've heard that peppermint is really good for easing stomach, your stomach. Mm. But here's the issue with peppermint, what I, what I found with respect to GERD, is that it can backfire on you because it soothes your stomach to the point it relaxes that valve so much that it it's kind of loose. And it wow. lets, uh, yeah, and it kind of lets stuff back up. Huh. So while it's good for like an upset, upset stomach, stomach, it's not right. good for people with GERD. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, smoking is another thing that can cause that valve to malfunction. Mm-hmm. Being pregnant or overweight, which I still have some weight to lose. So that's something else that is probably impacting me. Certain medications. Oh, and here's something. Fish oil supplements. Mm. Now, remember up until about, when did we give up supplements? About a month ago? A couple ago? months ago. A couple months ago. I was eating fish oil supplements. And that mm-hmm. also is um, is something that contributes to that, as well as stress. And um, I kind of noticed, remember, there were certain times like uh, last year when we had your uncle passed away mm-hmm. and my friend passed away, mm-hmm. that I had noticed that it was acting up worse. worse. And right. I had even mentioned it to you when we were over at your uncle's uh, house and we were like cleaning up some stuff. I had said, wow, it's really like mm-hmm. bothering me today. So um, yeah, stress right. can definitely do that to you. Right. So some of the symptoms, and um, I didn't experience all of these symptoms of, of GERD, but uh, some of these I definitely did. One was chest pain, and you might recall that when I first started experiencing this, even a couple of years ago, when I had some of the early signs, mm-hmm. I thought I was really concerned that I was having heart problems. Right. And I went to my doctor and had a full heart workup done, and my heart was in great shape. So mm-hmm. it wasn't that, but I was getting chest pains, and it was really um, concerning me. But that's really the heartburn. It's right. really just heartburn. Huh. Uh, abdominal pain and spasms, which is definitely what I had been feeling. And it, it's a horrible feeling. It's just like, and it makes, it makes me cough because it, the spasms just feels like, well, like a muscle spasm is right. what it feels like. Right. And it's, it's horrible when it's in your stomach. I mean, it's right. horrible anywhere, but it's horrible Well, it makes stomach. it hard for you to breathe because mm-hmm. right. it's that fluttering. Right, right, right. exactly. Mm. Uh, and then bitter taste in my mouth. And remember I had yeah. mentioned that to you. I remember you um, saying that. Especially yeah. around the times where I was oh, high stress. I was like, gosh, I, it's something I, I'm tasting something. So I guess something. you're tasting that acid. Exactly, exactly. Ew. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> uh, but here's what's so weird about that is I never really felt like when I, this is why I didn't go to straight to acid reflux to, because I'd heard of acid reflux before, uh-huh. but I didn't think that was it because I wasn't feeling like, you know how some people say they feel stuff coming up? Uh-huh. I, I guess maybe mine was just so small that mm-hmm. it wasn't like, I didn't feel anything coming. Like when you've yeah. skipped your medicine, when you, you feel it. Right. right. Well, I just feel that, that burning that oh, starts okay. like about at, in my throat and just burns but it's not it's not always that kind of regurgitation this mm-hmm. is gross but I know. um it's not like actual regurgitation it's just it starts right about at the Right, like if I was a man, right where my Adam's apple would be. Yeah, just just below. And see, that. that's what I'm saying. I didn't feel that, so mm-hmm. it must have just been kind of like seeping. It wasn't like right. so much a burning for me, so right. that's why I didn't even think of that. Um, but because of that, some people experience hoarseness and also sore throat, uh, coughing, which I did experience, mm-hmm. but not so much because it was um, in my my throat was bothering me, but more because of the spasms. Right, it felt like a like something trying to get out of my stomach. Right, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how I can. Uh, you have an Explain alien in there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then trouble swallowing. Now, you remember that, right? Uh-huh. When I said, it feels like 
I, when we were told I was still taking supplements, I said, feels like I got a pill stuck in there, but it was like for days. Right. Uh, and yeah, so, that was really kind of bizarre. That was, yeah. that was in the earlier stages when we started realizing that there was something going yeah. on. So anyways, I had an endoscopy done and we already talked a little bit about what that was. So I'm having the biopsy results in a couple of weeks. By the time this comes out, I think I will... I think it'll be right before I get the biopsy right. results. So uh, anyways, like I said, I'm trying to explore some natural remedies before really resorting to medicine. Right. So I did some research and what I found was a few things that I wanted to share with you guys that I have tried some of these already and some of these I am probably going to start to try soon. The first thing is chewing gum after a meal. Now, while this is, um, first let me explain why that's this is yeah, supposed to work. Yeah, I was going to ask okay. you why, why so, does it work? So there was a study done in the Journal of Dental Research that stated that chewing gum after a meal can help to relieve some of the symptoms of GERD because essentially what it does is it stimulates the salivary flow rate so that the acid that accumulates in your gut is kind of washed away. Huh. So it, it helps to trigger your saliva. Right. The so pro- you're swallowing more. Yeah. So, But the problem with that is that I can't find a good healthy gum. Yeah. we eat, So I had gum downstairs earlier. Remember, I said, can you give me a couple of pieces mm-hmm. of gum? Because I was going to try this. And Larissa was looking at it. And she goes, you know, this has aspartame in it. Yeah, And it wasn't even a sugar-free gum. That's what's weird. Yeah. yeah. And I've done research because I like chewing gum at work. And uh, I cannot find a healthy gum. So yeah. maybe well, we need to. Well, we're going to look at health foods. Um, I looked online after we realized that the one we had downstairs had aspartame in it. Yeah. Um, I did a, a little quick look online. And there are some that we can look for. And I think we'll look at whole foods and see if they have any of them. And then the next thing, which which is kind of self-explanatory, <laughs> is avoiding the foods that trigger GERD. So uh, that means, and I'm not. There's certain things I'm not going to have that hard of a time giving up. Like, oh my jalapenos! It killed me the other day. I had nachos and there was no jalapenos on them, and it was sad. <laughs> but still, okay. So uh, I can give up some things a little bit easier. The other thing is like coffee. Mm-hmm. I can't. For the sake of my team. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> I know. The sake Your of team? you. <laughs> me. Are you kidding me? I'm the one who faces you first thing in the morning. <laughs> the sake of everyone involved. <laughs> I can't completely give up uh, coffee, but I am going to do things a little bit smarter with it. So, for example, when I get up in the morning, usually one of the first things I do is I come over to my writing desk and I write for 30 minutes. And usually I have a cup of coffee in my hand and that's on an empty stomach. So mm-hmm. I know that... It's very acidic and just going into your empty stomach like that, it's not a good idea. So either I'm going to have like a piece of toast with it or I'll just wait and um, have it when I eat breakfast. The last couple of mornings I've been having warm lemon water um, instead of coffee and that kind of helped that feeling you know because mm-hmm. it's kind of a routine with me to get mm-hmm. to grab something so you have hot. something warm yeah. yeah and and that's okay i mean that's been working out okay so okay here's another thing eating smaller more frequent meals mm-hmm. i have been guilty of eating less frequent larger meals and um and really fast yeah i do eat really fast mm-hmm. too so giving myself a chance to swallow <laughs> <laughs> and then also to um eat just smaller smaller right. meals right um, several types of herbal teas have been identified as digestion aids. Chamomile is a mm-hmm. good one. And pretty much uh, the list that I was looking at pretty much included all non-caffeinated teas. Mm-hmm. So that's that's something else that I'm going to explore a little bit more. Um, and then also making sure to study my triggers. So keeping a journal is really important because there are certain things that... It, it, they, these foods don't affect everyone the same. 
So there's certain things that might affect people that might aggravate it more in people. So it's really important that you're keeping track of what you're eating. So mm-hmm. you know what is triggering the, the reflux. Mm-hmm. Upping fiber. That's another thing that fiber helps food to pass through your stomach. Right. So upping your fiber intake is something that's um, helping that move through quickly so that you're not, it's not sitting there and giving it a chance to come up. Oh, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah. Um, moving after meals. Now I love doing that anyways. I hate sitting down after a meal. I'm one that loves to go for a walk or to just move around. I hate sitting down period though. Don't I? I yeah, I'm, you do. I get very restless. Um, and so that one should be really easy for me to incorporate. So I'm going to look at going for like a short walk, especially right now when it's still light mm-hmm. early and you know, it's night and it's still light. Right. Um, right. going out and, and, uh, going for a walk. Right. But when you say exercise after a meal, are you talking about like a good workout or are you just talking about just no moving? Light workout. That's a good point. Thank you for bringing that up because if you work out, you don't want a hard workout because a mm-hmm. hard workout will actually do the opposite. It'll start to help. It'll start to make the food come back up. So okay. you don't want to go like lifting weights or right. running hard after that's a meal. Push that You're absolutely up. right. It is a light workout. Okay. Thank you for clarifying that. Sure. And here's something else that I typically do is I drink a lot of water when I eat because I had read before that it helps you feel full faster. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that, with people with GERD, is it can also make you too full, too full, which can lead to your stomach stretching and then helping that valve to malfunction. Oh. So that valve kind of hmm. gets loose. So you want to make sure that you're not like drinking a whole lot of water. And I, I think I was drinking a lot of water. I, I'm going to yeah. pay more attention to it. But. Well, and you still need to drink a lot of water, but maybe not just when you're eating. Yeah, that well, yeah, that's the point when you're so eating. like kind of mm-hmm. space it out, right? Okay, so what about foods? Are there good are are there foods that actually will help? Yes, with, with the extra acid. Yes, and so one of them that I'm gonna start to have for breakfast consistently. I have this off and on at breakfast, but I'm gonna start to eat more of this. Is oatmeal. So oatmeal actually helps to absorb some of the acidity. Mm-hmm. And and plus, I always feel full for a longer time when I have oatmeal. So um, I'm going to start to eat that. And then ginger in moderation. So ginger is kind of a spicy spice, but it actually helps with inflammation. Okay. So yeah. um, I'm going to look at ginger and, and more specifically ginger tea. I love mm-hmm. ginger tea. You do too. I do too. <laughs> Salad minus tomatoes, onions, and cheese or high-fat dressings. Mm -hmm. Salads are usually pretty good. Okay. Banana and melon, those have low acidic content, but some people with GERD have reported that these actually aggravate their GERD. So Hmm. again, you just want to make sure that you're keeping track of what you're eating. And if you have uh, symptoms resulting from that, then obviously you don't want to eat it. Right. Uh, And then um, roots and greens. Those are also very low acidic. And they're supposed to be really good for... So like um, root vegetables, like potatoes and carrots. Right. Okay. Right. Turnips and Mm -hmm. beets. All right. So that is where where I am with dealing with my reflux. And hopefully the symptoms will start to alleviate somewhat over the next couple of weeks as I await going to see my doctor. And, um, you know, hopefully it's something I can treat naturally. Right. And, you know, I just have to throw in here, um, I really wanted to make a joke about a reflux capacitor, but Vicky, <laughs> Vicky said nobody would get it unless you were a uh, uh, Back to the Future fan. But <laughs> So for all of our Back to the Future fans out there, um, I have a reflux capacitor if you need it. And <laughs> she, everybody who doesn't know is going, shaking um, her head yeah, at me. Okay. All right. So let's get into the recipe of the week. 
And as I mentioned, I'm going to be eating more oatmeal in the morning. So what better recipe than oatmeal? Right. Let's talk about, um, okay, so I love oatmeal. My mom used to make it for us all the time. I swear we're probably the only three kids that just loved oatmeal because my mom made it so so well. I don't like it. I love it. Okay, so um, I'm going to talk a little bit about what what I would uh, put, what I like to put in my oatmeal. I put, typically I like banana, so some, like a small banana. Of course, mm-hmm. the serving of old-fashioned rolled oats and then banana. Then uh, for protein, I usually add pecans or walnuts. Mm-hmm. The oatmeal in itself doesn't really have a lot of protein, so I like to add protein to that by adding nuts. Um, I usually add two tablespoons or so, or, you, you know, at least a guesstimate of that, of a little bit of non-dairy milk, mm-hmm. just to make it a little um, creamier. Because we make our we make our oatmeal. Well, <laughs> we make Vicky's oatmeal with water mm-hmm. and not milk. Yeah. Uh, when you when we cook it. Yeah. 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 You make it, but usually I'll add a little right. bit after. Uh-huh. Uh, and then flax seeds. Cinnamon, which I love cinnamon, and it's also really good at helping to your uh, blood sugar levels. So I always like to have a little bit of cinnamon in that. Um, And here's something, though, that I have not tried, but I want to try this. And this is blackstrap molasses. Okay, so for anybody who does any baking, uh, we'll probably know that there are several different types of molasses. The three different types are the result of the refining process of uh, sugar. So when sugar is refined, the first refining uh, that it goes through, the byproduct of that is light molasses. And that's what is used probably most commonly in baking. And it's still pretty sweet um, because it still has a lot of sugar left in it. Uh, Once it's refined again, that creates a dark molasses, which is less sweet and then the third and final refining is blackstrap molasses, which is actually bitter. It's not, there's no sugar really left in it to say, uh, to speak of, but it does contain pretty good amounts of vitamin B6 and minerals like calcium, magnesium, iron, and manganese. So it's a really good dietary supplement. And it also contains uh, potassium. Yeah. And you can use it in baking, but I mean, you have to use it with more sugar because it's not sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. not a sweetener. Right. It is, it is right. just for health benefits. Right. So um, thank you, Larissa. That was a really good sure. explanation. Uh, and so blackstrap molasses and mm-hmm. then honey to sweeten. Right. And usually I'll just add a little bit. I try not to use too much, but mm-hmm. you know, again, I, I think I mentioned this about two podcasts ago. I really credit the honey that we've been buying with helping me to deal with allergies. Right. I have not suffered mountain cedar fever in two years and Mm -hmm. that i really give a lot of credit to how we've been eating overall but i i think the um getting the honey from the local bees has helped me to right to deal with that right all right so that is our recipe of the week so now let's move into the quote of the week and i'm going to get a little deep on you here so prepare yourself i'm braced (laughs) i got my seatbelt on (laughs) okay so when i had my endoscopy done a few days ago, I had to go totally under and I'm not gonna lie, I was a little bit scared. You know, I was a little a little antsy. I was a little antsy because a few months ago, I had a colleague that was about my age that went into minor surgery and just never woke up from the anesthesia. It was very sad. He was a, had kids and stuff. And so I was a little apprehensive about going under. I mean, I thought about it. I've been put under probably about four or five times in my lifetime. And I, I think I really thought about it the most this time. Right before, this very nice anesthesiologist who loved ABBA, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> ABBA came on when she was getting a 
the happy juice ready and she's like oh i love abba she was talking about abba uh well anyways right before the very nice anesthesiologist told me to enjoy my nap i took like a few seconds and i really thought about like have i been happy overall like just like if i didn't mm-hmm. wake up again would yeah. i be happy and i re- i smiled I mean, I was, I can honestly say I was really happy. I mean, I was happy with where I was. It just was a good feeling. It was a very peaceful feeling. So it made me think of a quote later when I, when I did wake up, right? Thank goodness I woke up. Yeah. Um, And if you hadn't woken up, I would not be very happy. (laughs) Uh, I was listening to a few days ago, I had been listening to an author uh, that was being interviewed on another podcast. Her name was Danny Shapiro. She she's she wrote a book that I'm currently reading right now called Still Writing. It's a great book, by the way. But in she in this interview, she was asked by the um, interviewer about her reading and her reading habits. And one of the things she said, this was much, this was very profound, by the way. She was talking about reading, but it's one of those things when somebody says that really makes you think on a much deeper level. She said, "I don't read for plot." I, I don't like to read for plot. I read for sentences. I read for internal life. I read because I want my internal life to connect with the internal life that I'm reading on the page. Wow, that's cool. Isn't that cool? And so she said it, and you know, I thought, and it was in the context of, like I said, of her reading, her reading habits. But when I thought about it on a deeper level, I thought about how I am... I tend to be very outcome-based. And maybe it's because when I was younger, I was very much an athlete. Every, everything, a lot, of, a lot of things people do is for an outcome, a specific outcome, right? Right. You do this for that. Right. And I really thought about how important it is to just sometimes not do, just to do things just for the sake of doing them, just for enjoying them. So for example, a great example, and I mentioned this earlier, is my, my guitar. It has a lot of meditative benefits for me and because I was thinking in my head, well, I don't have time to learn a whole piece right now, or I, I have to, you know, research, or I don't know, I've just given myself every excuse because there wasn't any tangible outcome that I was striving for. It, it, I really kind of just put it off. But mm-hmm. I started thinking about just how about just enjoying playing again, right. or just enjoying doing something without rush, even when I read. And so when she was describing how she read, she didn't read for plot. I was totally reading for plot. I, you know, I read about five books at a time. And I normally I'm just kind of racing through them trying to absorb everything and not just really enjoying the words on the page. Right. Does that make sense? And that's yeah. kind of like life. I mean, can't you just enjoy the day? Does it have to result in something you know, really big or right. whatever. Can you just like enjoy the day? Right. So again, very profound. It was much more, I don't know if she intended it to be as profound as it was, but I think it went much beyond the level, which most good quotes do, uh, beyond the level that was originally communicated. Well, that's awesome. That's a great quote. Okay. Well, I think that does it for another episode. Um, if you are so inclined and find value in this podcast, please stop by the iTunes store and leave us a rating. iTunes or Stitcher, or I should Stitcher, say, right. because you can leave, leave ratings on Stitcher as well. And leave us a rating. We would greatly appreciate hearing from you. We also added a new feature on our website to leave us a voice message. We've had one thus far. We've had one. And Ben, your t-shirt is on its way. Well, it probably has gotten there by now. Yeah. Uh, because we're recording, we're recording a couple at a time here. 
But we'd love to hear your lovely voices, so yes. please uh, leave us a message. And then also don't forget to stop by and check out the show notes because we've uh, listed everything that we've referenced here mm-hmm. um, in the show notes. And leave us a comment. Tell us what you thought about the show. We'd greatly appreciate it. Yes, please. That would be wonderful. I love hearing from from all of our listeners. All right, my dear, on to episode number 35. 35. Oh, my goodness. Peace out. Bye. Hey, Veg Centers. Thanks so much for joining us today. Please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Vegetarian Zen or on Twitter at Vegetarian Zen. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind. 